It is the Manitoba Beer Cast. Hi, Brad Gordon here. This podcast is dedicated to searching out and enjoying Manitoba brewed beer. I talk to the folks who brew it, grow its ingredients, distribute it, and serve it to you. The Beer Cast wants you to drink local beer more often. This isn't going to be a fun episode, but let's get on with it. It all started with an inoffensive post on Twitter. Personally, I won't be calling it X anytime soon. Sorry, Elon. It was Irish Paul of Stone Angel Brewing, who was the canary in the coal mine. He had a post that said, Just been told, from today, no miners in tap rooms. And then he followed up with a very Irish term for excrement. He then went on later in tweets to outline all the family events, groups of families that he was having to turn away that night. Uh, This was on Friday, September 1, evening. So, I have a well-studied mix of aggressive ignorance, used a little shoe leather, and with the help of the last functioning newsroom in Manitoba, capable of chasing this kind of story down, and that would be the free press folks, do support it. In any case, Here's my take on what seems to be happening to the tasting rooms of this province. Friday afternoon, sometime around 4.30, an email went out to the tap rooms as well as other licensed establishments. The subject? The implementation of changes to Bill 7. That's the Liquor, Gaming, and Cannabis Control Amendment Act. It announced that the act took six different classifications down to two. It now classified establishments as either general, meaning that people of all ages could attend, think restaurants, or age-restricted, such as beverage rooms. And the tap rooms were told they are now considered age-restricted, and they had two weeks to change their policies and stop allowing families into their establishments. So, tap rooms are now considered the equivalent of beverage rooms. You know, No kids allowed, stripper poles allowed, VLTs in full view. These places are now on the same footing as your local tasting room. To the good folks at the Liquor, Gaming, and Cannabis Authority of Manitoba, how do I say this? What the fuck are you smoking, man? There is no equivalent between the Solid Gold Gentleman's Club in downtown Winnipeg and the kid-friendly space at Kilter. Kids can't run about the restaurant at the local roadhouse, one that's given a general license. But they can in tasting rooms that have allowed space for games and fun. To be honest, Boston Pizza doesn't care that much about your kids. They just want them to sit down, shut up, and eat. There are a couple of exceptions. I'm thinking One Great City, Brazen Hall, perhaps Trans Canada Brewing, which could be getting general licenses as their spaces operate and feel more like restaurants that happen to have great taps than as tasting rooms per se. There are other tasting rooms that are quiet, adult-oriented spaces. The argument could be made that an age-restricted license could make sense for them. But a number of rooms with differing layouts and feels were all put into the same box. Simple duality. Not a speck of nuance going on here. And what will likely result is a patchwork quilt of brewery rooms, some allowing kids and family-friendly with general licenses, others as adult-oriented micro-beverage rooms, small bars, so to speak. And that's a lot of change to contemplate as a small operator, you know? 
And this is where my blood starts to boil. Breweries were advised the afternoon of the implementation date, September 1st, 4.30 on the Friday of the implementation date, the day before a long weekend. <laughs> now that's advance notice. Hey, yous, you got two weeks to get your shit together on this one. Now, a sheepish follow-up email from the authority apparently came out as well. It kind of gave all the recipients kind of a shucksy-doodle excuse that there were some technical problems that prevented the LGCA the opportunity to communicate how Bill 7 was going to be implemented and how it was going to directly impact the businesses in question. So Friday, your local taproom is now equivalent to a beer barn owned by a member of the Manitoba Hotel Association. The breweries have two weeks to change their ways and stop being kid-friendly. Now, the Free Press did a great job. They got a piece out on Saturday. Carol Saunders appropriately took a sharp stick and poked an authority spokesperson. And to be fair, I'm going to represent the authority's position straight up. The changes to Bill 7 are aimed to protect the children from access to liquor either through sales or service, over the bar. Most licensees are supposed to transition to a general license, but businesses whose primary focus is serving liquor will become age-restricted. Now, there's some other changes of note for those age-restricted locations. Those tasting rooms can serve any alcohol they want, not just the stuff they make. They can be open from 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. The red tape was reduced requiring food or entertainment. All that in return for becoming an age-restricted bar. And that all kind of takes away the whole point of a tasting room. You're supposed to be able to offer something unique, your product, and you develop fans. And you have a relationship with your base of customers. And your customers think enough of you to trust you to have an environment where you can bring your kids the government has essentially created a class of corner bars, and your kids aren't welcome. Now, there are some provisions for businesses that become age-restricted to apply for a general license, but the quotation from the authority was, they must demonstrate, though, they have activities or hospitality that is suitable to minors. So the authority is giving licensees, who were previously categorized as unique hospitality venues, including all the craft brewery taprooms, a grace period of two weeks until September 15th, during which time they will continue to be able to admit minors into their premises. During that period, they'll also be allowed to submit a plan to LGCA outlining why they should be considered for the general category. Sounds fair, right? Now, there's a long-standing newsroom rule when you cover government and legislation. It's important to differentiate the difference between legislation and how it's administered. Many a well-intentioned law has been botched at the implementation stage. To be totally unfair and biased, no apologies on my part, I don't like the shadows that are playing along the walls in this situation. It's the place where you start to question the motivations of some of the actors in the play. The authorities snuck this move out on the Friday before a long weekend. As a bureaucratic decision, I can see where it simply was easier to classify the tap rooms as age-restricted bar rooms, make them justify their place in their communities as family-friendly operations. In other words, the authority said, hey, you want a general license? 
dance for it. You have two weeks. I'm going to entertain the general argument that the simplification of the Liquor Act does create a little bit of a classification problem. Yes, telling businesses that you're thinking of moving all tap rooms to age-restricted and giving a reasonable period of time for the breweries to develop business plans that could meet the threshold of family-friendly activities if they want it, as opposed to that, dropping the news to businesses on the day of the implementation, near the end of office hours, it's dirty. It's very dirty. I almost can see the poor soul who had to sit the send button on these notices, holding off at the last possible moment to send this torpedo on its way to the emails of the taprooms. I mean, have you ever done that? Sent that bad news email to someone just before fleeing the office for the weekend? Come on, don't lie. One post on Twitter indicates there was no formal notice before that implementation email. The quote is, I heard about it a few weeks ago, saw the draft of the new rules, but only because a brewery I work with happened to ask about a license issue, and we were told to hold off until the new regulations came out. It's pretty obvious. This government's pretty well beholden to the hotel and restaurant industries. Craft beer, it's this embarrassing handmade hippie thing that's gnawing away at the bar trade and hastening the continuing market share drop of big, dumb, multinational beer. Well, maybe. But maybe because some of the products that were out there to begin with weren't all that worthy. Now, to be fair, the original conditions of license for tasting rooms in Manitoba were kind of haphazardly assembled about five years ago. Brewers came to the licensing authority with a whole bunch of different business plans and got their terms and conditions individually spelled out in their licenses. As a result, there was some confusion on things like food service. Did you have to have a food truck outside? Could you outsource the food service to a local restaurant? Could you just tell the consumers... Bring in your lunch or your fast food purchases, and that would be good enough. We've had five years to hammer out the business models of the various waves of brewery development in Manitoba. Some places have enough room to allow folks an affordable space to host family gatherings. Some places make it a point to have a large range of non-alcoholic options. Everybody's taken the time to build a connection with their neighbors, to create meaning, to allow families to have trust so they can bring kids along on a visit. Each business has created a different relationship, a different feel. While these changes could take away what makes tasting rooms in this province unique. All for the right to serve a whiskey sour and play by the rules that the beverage rooms play by. You know, I've done enough research on the development of breweries and tasting rooms in cities and towns across the Dakotas and Minnesota, and their pattern is becoming our pattern. More abundant areas of cities, or the downtowns of small cities and towns gutted by the big box stores at the edge of town. I love that Springsteen song, There's a Walmart at the Edge of Town. You put a brewery in your downtown, it brings people to the main street, encourages a restaurant across the street. Your streets have more foot traffic at night. And because of the product, it's not the same crowd that wants to drink Jack Daniels and Honky Tonk all night long. It's artisanal. It's unique. It's a brewer sharing his product to a fan base. There's dialogue. It's not a corner bar. In Winnipeg, tasting rooms allow people a place to bike to, have a unique beverage, maybe buy some cans and go on their way. 
They're quieter rooms, less crass than a sports bar, with the crazy crap on the walls and the gambling machines. Allowing tap rooms to be a gathering place for family events, for parents to model responsible alcohol use without access to the product for the kids. These are the things that bring people together, not atomize them in some artificially run roadhouse or a dance hall environment most notable for its shooter specials. Tasting rooms are not beverage rooms. I'm going to say it forever. So after this Labor Day weekend, on Tuesday morning, certain voicemail accounts at the Liquor, Gaming, and Cannabis Authority of Manitoba are going to be chock full. That organization is going to be swamped with requests for the forms to appeal this kind of one-size-fits-all classifications. Well, and other companies are going to sit there and say, well, maybe there's an opportunity here. I'm going to keep my powder dry for the moment. I won't be ranting on social media about this. Well, at least for the moment, I won't be. I know that many of the licensees are probably planning their next move right now. They fear poking the bear of a bureaucracy that's capable of this kind of action and very capable of enforcement as a means of punishment. If the round of appeals goes sideways, perhaps a more public conversation is going to be had, and perhaps it might change a vote or two in October if it's all handled badly. You know, there's an old adage. It's called Hanlon's Razor. It reads as such. Never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. I'd like to think that this thing that happened this weekend can be explained away by incompetence or stupidity of a bureaucracy which couldn't manage the outreach to an industry subsegment in a timely manner. Why the day of? Why not a month ago. And so given this latest move and the effects of the Liquor Mart strike, which cut the sales volume of everybody in the industry, this is a great time to visit your brewery of choice. Go there and buy your cans directly. That way, your brewer gets the best margin on every can. And then you can ask them what you can do to help to get them through what can be best called a summer of discontent. Well, that is it for episode 7. The BeerCast is on Twitter as MBBeerCast. It's Twitter, Elon, not X, Twitter. The email address for this podcast is beerme at manitobabeercast.com. Hey, touch base with me on your nominations on what local beer you give to your family members when they ask you for a big, dumb beer at your house. Or your recommendations when you come across something great like a unique tasting room experience, perhaps. Visit manitobabeercast.com, get all the links to Apple Podcasts and all the other pod platforms. Think about an RSS feed and a podcatcher. Those are nice. The theme music of the BeerCast is by Ottawa's Admiral Bob. Thanks for listening to my rant this time around. Hope to make it more entertaining next time. Until, keep it chilled. As my daddy said, son, it's in the water. That's why it's yellow. <laughs> Bear Whiz Beer. Bear Whiz Beer, liquid products, and Bear Whiz Brewery, Animal, Missouri.